Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Well, he's only played four games for him, but now the third pick in the draft has suddenly become a third string QB. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Aaron Goldhammer, Ian Fitzsimmons with you. We are presented by Progressive, and Ian, we bring in the host of Canty and Carlin on his own show. Chris Carlin joins us now, and Chris, you are, you're definitely first string to us, at least on this show. I got to tell you, I don't know. (laughs) That's so sweet. You're you're welcome. Um, I got to tell you, Trey Lance has had one of the weirdest careers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He's hardly played, so there's like no tape on him. I mean, Ian and I were joking about the fact that he hardly played in college. So he's hardly played football in his life, in his adult life. But here he is. Now he's behind Sam Darnold on a depth chart. And I just don't. uh, We're trying to put together what the next step for him is here. And it seems like a real possibility is that he's going to be the third string quarterback of a team that's a Super Bowl contender. Well, that's just stupid. I mean, I mean, it's 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 stupid if they do that. That is what I mean by that. And you you owe it to the kid to give him a chance to go somewhere else, don't you? I, I would think at this point, because, yes, he has gotten hurt. But here's what we all seem to forget. He was named the starter last year, and things were not going poorly before he got hurt. I, I think two things. Number one, if you're John Lynch, you damn well better win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, honestly, because... You have been that wrong about a quarterback where you gave up three first-round picks to move up nine spots and a third. One of those picks, by the way, ended up being Micah Parsons at the 12th, at the 12th pick. It ended up moving around a little bit, but you get the point. Like, there were opportunities there to get other pieces that were going to help you. And secondly, if you're another team right now, I would give this a flyer. And by flyer, I mean... Swapping second-round picks and maybe add a fourth, something like that. The 49ers are not going to get much for him, but they should not keep him there if they have no intention on playing him, which is clearly the case. No doubt, but we, we brought this up earlier, and I'm, now I'm fascinated to get your reaction to it because Goldie said, hey, you know, I'd give a fifth for him because they've, already, they've, they've shown their hand yeah. by announcing Darnold now when – you know, as a backup, when you don't have to get your 53-man roster intact until, what, next Tuesday. Yeah. So you had plenty of time to go ahead and shop him and not let everybody know, hey, he's going to be in street clothes for us. Well, and, and, and Mike T said, Mike Tannenbaum told us uh, via text message, he'd give a fifth rounder for him. That's it. I said a second. Yeah. I don't see San Fran accepting just a fifth for the former third overall pick coming into year three. Well, here's what they have to hope for. They have to hope that somebody gets hurt. Um, if you can get Trey Lance for a fourth or a fifth-round pick, you have to do it. And if you're the 49ers, wouldn't you rather just rip the Band-Aid off, admit the mistake, and move on, as opposed to keeping the mistake on your roster, especially if Brock Purdy comes out, he doesn't play well, then you're going to give it to Sam Darnold. Let's just say 
Sam Darnold doesn't play well. Like, that's outlandish to suggest. And then all of a sudden, you're going to go back to him? The 49ers can't do what they kind of did last year uh, out of ineptitude as opposed to injury that it was last season. You can't do that. You have to rip the Band-Aid off. Hey, we screwed up. Or this guy got hurt. And it was a victim of circumstance, and we're going to give him a chance to go somewhere else. But we're still thinking about winning the Super Bowl right here, right now. Can you venture a guess the internal dynamics to the 49ers on this? Because it seems to me and Ian like they weren't all on the same page about who they were drafting well, third I, overall. I, I think that's a great question. Think about last year in training camp, right? They weren't on the same page because, remember, when they first made the trade, everybody thought it was Mac Jones. That was number one. Number two, beginning of last season, in training camp, Jimmy they, they didn't let Jimmy Garoppolo in the facility. He was off on another field throwing the football around. They didn't want him anywhere near the team. And, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we need you. You know, as, as much of a genius as Kyle Shanahan is, how have they handled the quarterback situation the last few years? They've played okay, but in terms of handling the personnel, that's a complete joke. No, I completely disagree. How I mean, so? A complete, because they, they have found a way to get to multiple NFC championship games. They have found a way with got a Brock Purdy. That's how they found the way. And yeah, a, and well, a, hold on a minute. Brock Purdy played pretty damn well over seven games to the point where I had him late in the year, and I'm watching guys gravitate to him. And he's he's going over to guys like Debo Samuel going, hey, I, I, need, I like this here. I mean, it, it is – Brock Purdy – is not your typical, by far, bar none, not even close to Mr. Irrelevant. And I think a lot of that goes to Kyle Shanahan's credit because he was able to develop him to the guy we saw in quarters one, two, and three at Iowa State and correct all the bonehead, awful late-game INTs when the lights were brightest at Iowa State and turned him into a very solid NFL quarterback. So not just on, on that position, but... You look at going to get Christian McCaffrey, what they've done in the draft on the O-line, wide receiver, and then what makes that team go, the defensive side of the ball. I think Sam Fran has got a complete football team. Listen, I, I don't knock the way that he played and the way that Shanahan develops these players. I'm just saying the way that they've handled these quarterbacks the last few years, just from a personnel standpoint, has been embarrassing. Like you, well, you, you, you can't, can't predict an injury, that. though. I mean, Garoppolo got hurt. Lance got well, hurt. But I mean, Purdy got hurt. Yes, everybody. Lance got hurt. Garoppolo got hurt. It's an unfortunate situation the way it plays out. But when you traded up to get Lance, and now this year he's your third string quarterback because of injury, like that makes absolutely no sense to me. When you gave up everything that you did, and then last year, like I said. They were ready to move on from Garoppolo. That's how good they felt about Lance, and then they didn't. And then they said, all right, let's keep him as a second quarterback on this team, and it ended up working out for him. My point is, when you are in this situation, you cannot continue to mishandle it. It's great that you can develop guys and play them uh, and get what you got out of Brock Purdy, but look what he's got around him. Look what he had around him last year. I mean, he's got Samuel, he's got Kittle, he's got all of these playmakers to work with. I, I, it's not taking away from how well he did. I thought it was great, but 
I'm not going to say that Brock Purdy's going to go out there and win me a ton of games when, I, when they have I, that I defense think, and, and these playmakers on offense. Chris, what I don't know, and, and this maybe is the crux of this issue for the Niners, is what really is Brock Purdy? Because Ian, now, no one's saying that he's Tom Brady with the 199th <laughs> pick in the draft. Okay? Like, none, none of us are saying that. But it does feel like, as I listen to you guys go back and forth, Ian, you really believe that Brock Purdy could end up being as good as you would want the third pick in the draft to the first round to be. And if that ends up happening, then obviously San Francisco is going to be just fine. And maybe they found a guy they can win the Super Bowl with as Mr. Irrelevant. I tend to side with Chris, which is to say that he was a product of a great system and a great team around him, but that if they fall behind by 14 points with Brock Purdy in a playoff game, that they're pretty much cooked. Um, So I don't know that – I think we're just going to have to see with time how that manifests itself. He is an undefeated regular season quarterback. Like Ian, I can't disagree with you about that. He's and when they got a book on him, it didn't matter. (laughs) I mean, even after if he wasn't like after four games, he had all these. He did have tendencies, and he corrected them. Yeah, I mean, look, and that a lot goes that to Kyle Shanahan and and Carlo. Let me ask you this on a on a on a different same note, but a a different avenue. We're going to take an exit off the interstate. And then look, I haven't talked to a soul out in San Francisco. I didn't bring it up when we had him late in the year here on ESPN Radio. Uh, going back to last season. But I get the feeling going back to watching Kyle Shanahan at the Senior Bowl follow Mac Jones around, now coming up on three years ago, mm-hmm. right? And watching him at Alabama's Pro Day just follow Mac Jones around like a puppy following his mom or his dad, like just fawning over Mac Jones. Was Trey Lance not Kyle Shanahan's top pick in that draft? Well, I, I don't know how he could have been Kyle Shanahan's top pick because listen, I talked to some, a, a couple people who were on the staff at North Dakota state and they absolutely love Trey Lance as a kid saying all the right things, but what are they all saying? Hasn't played, has right. to play, has to play, has to play, has to play. And that was not a situation where the 49ers were bringing him in um, to play right away. It, at least that's what Kyle Shanahan was thinking, right? If you're, Kyle Shanahan, you're thinking about the guy that is going to walk in the door from Alabama and understand everything you're doing and be exceptionally locked in on everything and ready to go. And that would have been Mac Jones a heck of a lot more than it would have been Trey Lance, who didn't need, I mean, they literally played a game COVID year so that he would have tape. That, that's yeah. why they played one game. Right. And, and it's in one double A at the time. I know FCS, I should call it that. But you, I just don't ever think that they had that in mind when they made that trade. And that's why the, I just the handling of it is just bizarre. Um, well, now he's in la- street clothes or on, on another team. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, yeah. if I didn't say this earlier, if I were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, yeah. I'd get oh, on that. Look yeah. at that. That's a good call. Well, I would you know, get on I, that. I said the commanders. I mean, but I don't know what these teams' pre draft evaluation of him was, and yeah. I think that's the whole key. You know, what what did your general manager think about him in the twenty twenty one draft? And is uh, if you're the Niners, you want there to be two or three teams that all liked him because then all of a sudden the value of that draft pick maybe is gonna grow uh, is gonna go up. One last thing for, for both of you guys. Do you think they can win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, Chris? Oh, I do. I, I, and I think they better. <laughs> I, I do think they can. 
because we did see enough for him to at least be a capable game manager. Yeah. And there is enough around him. I, I'll say one other thing, too, though, that we haven't talked about. Offensive line, be careful here. You know, Mike McGlinchey's gone. Uh, they still have Trent Williams, but that's not as much of a strength as it was last year. Yeah. I, I would have I loved can. to have seen that game go, you know, with, uh, with Purdy staying healthy you know, in that NFC Championship game to see how it would have played out. Chris Carlin, appreciate the time jumping in. He's the host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thank you, Chris. Aren't you sweet? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're just, you're just a big teddy bear. I'm a big something. <laughs> Canty and Carlin. <laughs> I'm Aaron Coltammer. He is Ian Fitzsimmons. Uh, and we shift gears. We still talk quarterback, though. Where I am in Cleveland, Ohio, Ian, Deshaun Watson is not as taboo as he is nationwide. I think you still have to say about him, let's set aside some of the -the off-the-field stuff and try to focus for a minute on what we think he's going to be as a quarterback this year. And I was glad that he acknowledged this. You know, there's some debate about should he be in your top five, your top ten, your top 15? Where do you rank him in the, the list of quarterbacks? I almost think, Ian, it's fair to say right now that he, should, he shouldn't be eligible for anybody's quarterback rankings because we really haven't seen him play consistently enough since the 2020 COVID season. Completely agree. I think he's in that category of top prove-it-to-me guys in the National Football League. Prove to, prove to us that you can be that dude we saw up by, what was it, 27 points, whatever the hell it was, you know, against the, the Kansas City Chiefs before Mahomes did what Mahomes does and that Mahomes magic and – Leads them back to a remarkable come-from-behind win against the Texans. Can he get back to that form? So he's got to prove it. Uh, because, again, last year, I mean, it was good getting back out there you know, with live action, and he just didn't look anywhere close to the same guy we saw in Houston or at Clemson. Is that dude showing up week one for Cleveland this year? If he is, they could be a threat in arguably the toughest division coming into the season yeah. in the AFC North. And yeah. now, of course, now we say coming into the season, I phrase it that way because we all thought last year the AFC West right. was indestructible and they're all great. going 17-0. and 0, right. Right? And they're all making the playoffs. That's, and it's they not stunk. mathematically possible, but the division <laughs> yeah. did I mean, fall short of everybody's I mean, expectations God. with Russ and the Raiders. Not exactly matching it. But I as kind Deshaun, of, you know, he's got to prove it. He's got to prove he's that guy again. Even Ian, I've been at practice. I've been around the team a little bit. And I, I know a lot of people that are there every single day. And I think they're really confident that he is going to be again what he was in Houston. But I got to tell you, I think this team has more variance than any team in the NFL. I could see a world where Watson flops and they're 5-12 and 12 and they go full-on Cleveland Browns and they have to have another coaching change, and we're Ugh. talking about Jim Harbaugh as the head coach of the Browns next year. Okay, I could also see a world where they win 12 games, where they win the division, and everybody considers them a Super Bowl contender because their roster on paper is really stinking good. But I think a lot of it just comes down to whether Watson can recapture the magic. And as much as it is physical, not having played for that long, I also wonder, like, for him, the 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 toll that going through all of this and he he put himself through it. Yeah, it's not it's like, self-inflicted. Yeah, yeah, right. The the toll of this self-inflicted wound, I should say. Like what 
what long-term impact that is going to have. Does he have the ability to sort of compartmentalize and be able to focus on being the $230 million quarterback that the Browns gave up three first-round picks for? I'll tell you what, there's 31 other guys in the National Football League that are hoping he flops because of the $230 million. And that's 31 other owners in the NFL who are yeah. where Jimmy Haslam, can, in their eyes, can burn in football hell, right? <laughs> I mean, just, you Ian, know what? Ian, there are 31 <laughs> quarterbacks that are hoping he lights it up and he Absolutely. Win the Super Bowl. That's the other side of the coin, right? Let's go to the B side of that record, and you are spot on. But you mentioned that, look, the roster's there. You're right. I mean, the O-line is there oh, with Conklin, Teller, Wills, I mean, you know, the the the, the weapons are there. The defense, they gotta get they gotta stay healthy. Guys like Grant Delpit out of LSU, when he's healthy. Yeah, got hurt at practice today. Again. Damn. Okay. On there's that Timing's Arm everything injury, in life. they say it's not serious, but that's a guy they need to take another step. Yep. And and that they brought in Jim Schwartz to run the defense, and I expect the defense to be much better. They also got Zadaria Smith to play opposite of Miles Garrett. Um, but to, to me, so much of this comes down to close games. They were 2-6 and six last year in one scores. And part of the reason is because their quarterback wasn't good enough. You know, this is the same conversation we had earlier about both Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. Like, Dak keeps falling on his face when you, your team needs him the most. That's I don't care, Watson, the numbers, the passing yards, the touchdown. Who, put all that crap aside. When you give him the ball with two minutes to go, does he go down the field and lead his team to the game-winning touchdown? That, I think, will determine whether that contract is worth it or whether it was the craziest thing that an NFL team has ever done. And that goes to your point. Right when you say, can he take his team down to a game-winning touchdown or field goal, whatever it may be, the first guy that came to my mind, Patrick Mahomes, less than a minute on my own 20, no problem. Yep. Yep. March you right down the field. You, you almost expect it to happen. Right. It's surprising Th that, when it doesn't happen. And I would say even now, like Jalen Hurts is really good in that spot. There, There's the list of elite quarterbacks that you feel really good about in that position. I mean, Brady, even on his last legs, Ian, on Monday Night Football, Tom Brady was pulling those games yeah. right out of his butt. The same thing. Minute to go. On your own, your minus 14-yard line? Right. How much no, time? No, t no timeout. Six seconds? Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Thir we can get it done. 13 we'll seconds? Right. <laughs> yeah. We need to get got it to it. field goal range? No problem. We, we totally you got – that's what a $230 million quarterback is. Ian, he can't just be average. In order for this thing. to make sense, he's got to be great. You mentioned the close losses, right? Yep. And this, is, this, is the, this defines the National Football League. The narrative on Deshaun and the Browns would be completely flipped if they win those close games. Look at Minnesota last year. Yep. Go back and look at that record and how many one-score games in the final moments. and are, oh in one-score games in the regular 13 season. 13 wins, 11 of them by that itty-bitty margin. That's the difference between a playoff team yep. and going fishing. I, 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 Minnesota was good. I mean, give them credit, okay? But I also think that luck plays some role. I mean, the bounce of the oblong ball in, you know, I mean, 11 and 0. Like that's And then they ran out of it in the playoff game. The ball bounced the wrong way and the yep. Giants won a one-score game on them. And there you go. 
Up next, Tua Tungavailoa defends his offseason aim to bulk up his frame. We talk about that next after Ian Fitzsimmons has this word from our friends at FanDuel. Yeah, we're talking football, folks. It's right around the crack. Three days away from the start of the college football season. So football is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So visit FanDuel.com slash play and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash play. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Well, on the one hand, Ian, we've got an Emmy award winning ESPN NFL analyst and on the other hand we've got a quarterback that played pretty well at least when he was healthy last year Canty and Carlin ESPN radio ESPN app Sirius XM channel 80 I'm Aaron Goldhammer he is Ian Fitzsimmons we are presented by our friends at Progressive Um, I'm always cool with as an analyst and as somebody that is paid to give their opinion right I'm always comfortable with if an athlete has something to say about something that I said about them, they are more than entitled to their platform and their opinion to come right back at me. And we shouldn't make such a big deal about like, this guy was way right, this guy was way this is like no part of what sports makes fun, Ian, is the debate piece of this, right? <laughs> Like is it? Oh is yeah. It, yeah. Like as a society, can't we have like a, a civil conversation about something? Uh, so Ryan Clark, uh, who works with us at ESPN, was on NFL Live. This is from August the twenty first. Take a listen. He was talking about Tua Tungavailoa and how his body has changed as he's tried to do a better job of staying healthy for his career headed into this season. Let me tell you what he wasn't doing. He wasn't in the gym. I bet you that. He he wasn't with me. He might have spent a lot of time at the tattoo parlor. He was not at the dinner table eating what the nutritionist had advised. I think Ryan's got a right to make a joke 
and Ryan has a right to do an entertaining show, right? <laughs> and like, you know, I don't know. If I'm Tua, I understand why I don't necessarily like it. I don't know that it's way over the line for somebody who's a professional athlete. Tua did not like this. And I'm cool with that, too. Tua came back over the top on Ryan Clark. Take a listen. I mean, I think we all worked hard throughout the offseason. Um, and I'm not someone to talk about myself the entire time. But, I mean, it takes a lot. You think you think I wanted to to build all this muscle? Like, not. Nah, to some extent, like I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a little lighter. There's, I know there's a mixture of things that people don't understand, that people don't know about, that are talked about, that go behind the scenes. So, you know, I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I'd say. It's not like this is coming uh, from right. somebody. Uh, Ian, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll serve you up. The, the last part, right? Because everything Tua said before that was perfect. And like you can hear Ryan joking. Um, Yes, yeah, but totally. So, but the, and how this all came about is Tua was posed the question after Ryan Clark said what he said. You just heard it on Monday. Yesterday, Tua was posed the question, or this morning, whatever it was, about Ryan Clark saying that you know, hey, he, he wasn't training hard. Yeah, and that's and that's that's how we got to where we are. And and I had no problem with Tua's rebuttal to Ryan, except right at the end. That sounds a little thin-skinned. That's not, that sounds like you got a little, you know, a little offended, and oh, you hurt my feelings. You know, keep my name out of your mouth. Which that saying now has has come up ever since Will Smith walked up and knocked a snot out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. And now it's every, now it's, hey, keep your keep my name out of your mouth and keep my whatever. It, can we move on from that? First of all, second of all, Tua, everything you said leading up to that point, you answered the question that was posed to you. And you, you described how you've done all this training to put on more muscle and, by the way, taking jujitsu to learn how to fall better. I mean, he's busted his butt. You talk to anybody down there in Miami, he put on 10 pounds of good weight. I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. I'm sorry, buddy, but, you know, I mean, we're talking about you right now, Tua, so we got to, you know, of you and about you all I mean, at the same it, it, time. So, so, so I guess I'll, I'll say this to Tua. Like, Ryan Clark isn't just some fly-by-night guy. He's... Decade in the league, and he's got a chip. He's got a chip, and he's got a chip in an Emmy. He, he was a good football player, and no one can dispute his ability to and do a really starter good starter on a Super Bowl title team. Right. So, and so you're telling a guy that hosts NFL Live all the time to keep his your name out of his yeah. mouth. His name. It out sounded of your, like he like, got very on. sensitive, and that, that that's the part where uh, but, I'm but, like, too. Well, come but, on, but man. That's, but but. Ian, to me, that's okay. Like, part of the fun of sports debate is that, you know, we can go back and forth with each other and not have it turn into World War Three. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tua continued, and I, I just thought, sitting as a bystander to all of this, I thought Ryan made entertaining television, and I thought Tua was fair to come back over the top. Take a listen. He probably knows more about me than I know about myself. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Ryan's been out the league for some time, so I, I don't know. It, it's a little, it's a little weird when other people are talking about other people when they're not that person. So I know it's just, a little, just a little weird. Like my background is, like I, I come from a Samoan family. Like respect is everything, but you know, it does get to a point where, hey, you know, a little easy on that, buddy, because you know we. I, I think we're we're pretty tough-minded people, and uh, 
if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy too. Just saying. Now we're talking about, are we going from world words to fists? I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. Again, Ryan, you you heard him laughing, but I do believe he was incorrect in calling him overweight and, and basically coming into camp out of shape. He put on 10 pounds of good weight, you know, taking jujitsu. So he learns how to, for lack of a better term, fall better or get sacked with more grace, however you want to, however you want to describe it. Mm. But to get that, sensitive to it again answering a question but i thought he could have answered it in a where in, in his first 30 seconds in that first clip you just heard yep where he's actually describing what he did during the offseason and Tua is not comfortable talking about himself he's a very private guy right you know, he got married and no, no one really knew about it sure and that's just that's just his personality going back to when i covered him at alabama he's yeah. always been that way yeah but then you heard a sensitive side to it yeah, and that that's and, and, one well, for my quarterback. I, I want I want to do just gonna be like really internalize it and then go unleash hell upon somebody. But isn't it human that when someone says something like that about you publicly that it's going to bother you? Like you know, I, I, I get I, man. We all we're, we're like, we've chosen this life also to be in the public eye. We all get it in the Twitterverse. You know, you stink. You a fat Simmons bleep you and your family. I mean, I've had guys, you know, threaten to do things to my daughters that that if, if I were to come across them, it's over. I mean, it's church. You know, yeah. so yeah, especially I, I, when I was in Birmingham. I mean, those those fans are just different. I mean, it's a whole that's a whole different. You pick against their team, you know, Alabama or Auburn, and it, it, get ready because. These Mensa members will fire off a few emails to you, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm talking threats to your okay. wife and your kids, but right. bottom line is we chose to be in the public eye. Tua is in the public eye, and right. if somebody makes a joke that you've gained some weight, that's, so be that's it. Right. That, that, that's right, and and for, so for him to say, keep your my name out of your mouth, like he's... He, you're, I'd he's appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. You're starting like, quarterback. Yeah, he he hosts a show called NFL Live. Like he's not going to take his name, take your name out of his mouth or whatever it is that you want. But I, I'm just saying in general, if a player hears something they don't think it's fair, rather than just giving the stock blech answer about it, uh, as a member of the media, I would encourage them to come back over the top the way that Tua did because I think it's all. I think it's all fair, and I think we've gotten a little bit too sterile and a little bit too, like, the need for everything to be PC. No, if you were upset about something. I agree something, with that. If you were upset about something, I have no problem with you and, coming back. And you don't have to address it with me personally. If you want to address it with me in front of the cameras and all the beat reporters, that's totally fine. Well, Ryan Clark did tweet this out. He said, I, t- I 100% take accountability for it. I said it, exclamation points. I meant it, exclamation points. It was a joke exclamation points if asked why i said it by Tua, i would tell him i have zero issues looking a man in the eye and telling my truth i accept any consequence fair enough fair enough right entertaining good theater see the dolphins on september 10th i like all of that (laughs) coming up why are these leagues both professional and college so eager to be playing games outside of the United States. We talk about Notre Dame going to Dublin next on Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, he's Ian Fitzsimmons, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo tequila! 
Lola came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Carlin, the podcast. To the point where, man, everybody wants to play the international game in sports. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, protection on the road, on the water. See how much you can save. Go to 1-800-PROGRESSIVE-PROGRESSIVE.COM. I've seen a lot of the pictures in the video. Um, and I will agree that it's cool, Ian, that Notre Dame is in Dublin, that the fighting Irish are going to Ireland to play Navy this weekend as we kick off college football with week zero. Um, it does feel like every sport to me from a financial perspective is trying to get the global game going yep, because they right. know they're just trying to grow the, the pie. But at the same time, I want them to just be conscious of the fans back in the United States of America and the Notre Dame fans that are on campus at Notre Dame. I see that it's a cool experience for the kids, but from a fan perspective to some degree, you know, it's a little disorienting to have your favorite team playing a game that really matters and have them playing it overseas a long way away. I had a Stanford game a few years ago after they went to New Zealand. And I can't remember who they played. It may have been Northwestern or someone. I mean, I can't remember. I mean, that's Dublin is one thing. New Zealand is the other side of the world. And I'll never forget talking to then head coach David Shaw and his defensive coordinator, Lance Anderson. And and they talked about how it it took weeks, weeks, plural, to get their legs back underneath them, Mm. to get body clocks reacclimated. You know, just just to the grind of of an everyday practice. And the same can be said going up for NFL teams going over to London. Same thing. Why do they give them that next week off every right. time, right? right? To get them at, but in college football, you don't get that. You, 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 you. I mean, these teams will, but then still, these are younger guys whose body aren't nearly as calloused as professional athletes. So sure. I understand your point, but guess what? It ain't going away. Big Twelve Commissioner Brett Yormark has already talked about I having know. conference games in I Mexico. Know. I know. Why? And it's it's all it's so funny. They think that, it, like, how is this what's best for the student-athletes? You know, in a, in they're a way... They're athletic students. That, 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 that term drives me nuts. They're not student-athletes. They're okay. athletic students. And, and you know what? I'll sit here and listen. Cool experience for the, for the group Absolutely. to get to go to Dublin. You know, cool experience for the Michigan kids that Harbaugh has taken them on all these trips and they've gone all over the world and they've gotten a chance to explore. And all. Yeah, but that's not uh, a th- game, though. So that's no, different. That is way different. Like, this is a game that counts, and the film from this game may dictate for some guys whether or not they get drafted and they're being sent on a plane overseas to play a sport. You know, how much American football is played in Ireland? I don't even know the answer to that. Do you think the average citizen in Dublin, if I showed them the 
the the helmet with the gold dome. The average Irish person. Do you think they could correctly identify that as Notre Dame? I'd say probably 40%. Yeah. Having been to Ireland several times, yeah, I would say probably around 40 to 50%, somewhere in there. And I, I, I would guess most of the people that are going to this game, either they're Americans traveling, you know, part of the traveling party, or like you, I almost you said, went. Yeah, you said you had a chance to go, which, I mean, I'd love to go. I'd, uh, hook me up to the Guinness factory. I'm not, I'm not saying that, <laughs> Some Smithics, man. Let's go. Yes. But I'm, not, I, I'm just saying, like, to, for the typical person in Ireland, they're, they're seeing the Notre Dame football team walk around, and they're probably saying to themselves, what sport is this? You know, like, well, I I'll tell you, and I mean this sincerely, the, the, the after effect is legit. Ask any yeah. NFL team, ask any NFL player, ask point. the Stanford Cardinal, and ask Navy or Notre Dame after this weekend. Yeah, it is going to be some jet lag. Look, I've been to Europe a couple of times, and when you come back, you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and you're totally disoriented, and invariably I get a cold every single time. And <laughs> I'm glad for both of these teams they'll be off for week one because they're playing in week zero. Anyway, up next, the Niners are apparently mulling options. We go through them. What are they going to do with Trey Lance now that he's QB3? We talk about it on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.